Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. What's your relationship like with your mother-in-law? Um, I'd love to hear the experience of people today and maybe advice as well uh, on the show because there's an interesting article in the Irish Independent about this and Ashling Burke and her mum-in-law, Anne MacDonald, um, started their relationship off maybe on a bit of rocky ground. Uh, but of course, that all turned around and Ashling is with me on the programme today uh, from Galway. Well, Ashling, maybe give us the background, I suppose, first of all, to um, the initial stages of your relationship. Um, hi, Andrea. Yeah, so I'm good. I'm good. So I suppose I, uh, yeah, Anne was, was a little bit scary, I suppose, as a lot of, I was very young when I met Joe, so we were 18 and, and she was a very strong woman and um, I, was, I suppose I just wanted to impress her. And yet it didn't seem that anything I did seemed to work. Yeah. <laughs> and um so yeah, so we we not that we didn't get off to a, a great start, but it just I always definitely felt in the initial stages that uh just nothing I just wasn't good enough for her precious and it didn't help that um he was my my husband, my now husband, Joe was known as the golden child um <laughs> in the family as well. So it was like when I was I was coming up from Galway and and stealing him away, you know this kind of way. Yeah. So um yeah yeah, it was it was it was it was a little bit um fraught, let's put it that way, initially. Um but that was a long time ago now. Was <laughs> I'm she, going yeah. <laughs> Was she aware, Ashling, that you felt like that? Was she aware that that no, was the absolutely no. not? And actually, that only she was actually she did say to me after we did the interview for the paper, and she did say to me, I had no idea you felt like that. And I was like going, really? And she was like, yeah, no, she, she really didn't. And and she was going, oh, my God, I thought you were amazing. And I'm going, really? <laughs> really? I wish I knew this back then. <laughs> I was going, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. So it just as well, I think we just didn't talk or we didn't talk. Yeah. We hadn't the I suppose we didn't have the words to kind of really connect like that. Um, and I suppose coming in from the different family situations, um, there's all girls, like there's just myself and my sister in my in my house. And then um, there there's five and theirs and there's boys, lots of boys. So it's it's a very different, um, different family situation as well. So mm. it's kind of I wasn't used to that. I was used to, um, I suppose, the more female energy as well. Yeah, so it, it was it was tricky. So if she wasn't aware of how you felt, how did you manage then to turn things around a little bit? I suppose it was just um, finding something that we had in common. Like we had to forget that I was the wife and she was the mother-in-law. And it was like going, hey, it's just Anne. Would we be friends if we were, if we met each other, you know, outside of this situation and we just we ended up finding a love of painting so I'm an artist my whole life I have paint club my my creative events company and she came to one of our events in Galway one night just because she was visiting and I said hey do you want to come to work with me and it just started this love affair and suddenly we had this connection that we could talk about something other than her son and my husband, you know, that mm. kind of way. Um, and we, it really went a long way to kind of creating a bond with us um, just through painting. And she really 
she's become so good at it but I suppose I've I teach it and and she's become so good and you know she'd send me whatsapp photos of hey what do you think of this progress of her paintings and I'm going try this or try that or that's really good you know that kind of way yeah so you find your own yeah it's finding the thing that you know and seeing them not as you know, your mother, mother in law as yeah. a person. Yeah. Because before before she had kids, she was her own person as well. So, you know, and you know, I am my own person outside of being a mom and a wife. So it's trying to find that connection. Yeah. Stay with us, Ashling, um, because I, I know certainly your situation is uh, is definitely much more positive. But I mean, we do hear some really awful, just terrible horror stories and it can be very difficult for people to to navigate. 53106, if you want to get in touch with us here today. Darianne is on the line as well. Um, Darianne, I suppose you're the, you are the mother-in-law, am I right, in, in this situation? Um, yeah, 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 I suppose, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. How, what's your experience? Well, my experience was <clears throat> that I found, um, if you go back to when I when I was, uh, when I had a mother-in-law, my experience was extremely difficult. Now, we're talking in a time where there wouldn't have been any way uh, that you could have compromised back then because, like, my mother-in-law was very, very, very critical critical of me the whole time and um, and yet behind my back she would be saying good things about me apparently but she it totally eroded my confidence and um, I actually don't think my marriage would have broken up had we not had that interference okay. put it that way so yeah, it was no, a really it was, it, detrimental it then was, it was yeah, yeah it was like it was you know, I knew this man, I married this man, and then all of a sudden I have this family. And it's like, hold on, I didn't, I didn't... You didn't marry all of up for this. Yeah, and then um, it, it really was a nightmare. I'm not... Um, but anyway, um, then when I became the Muslim Royce War, I'd never be like that. But it turned out that my daughter-in-law, was the one that I found very difficult. So what I had to do was totally step back from her, um, not say anything, try not to interfere with her, her children, anything. Now, it's, it's certainly much easier because she's on the other side of the world. But right. at the same time, I've gone and spent three months there and I mightn't have had two words from her in all that time. And um, so I found it extremely difficult. Yeah. But but what I did was I just said, look, you're the bigger one. You're not going to break up your son's marriage because had I tried anything, I know it just would have been World War Three. I don't know. I think it was down to lack of confidence and self-esteem. Like um, there's, you know, different yeah. issues like that. But I couldn't. I could not have. And I didn't. And thankfully, this year was the first year I actually met a very different person. And I think maybe it's because the children are older, that bit older, and um, and she's realised she's realised um, that I don't interfere. I don't. I don't have. I the only thing I ever do is be there for the grandkids whenever they they are around, and they do get yeah. quality time this summer here, which was wonderful. But um, <clears throat> yeah, so but I admire. Sorry, I missed that girl's name. Ashling. Ashling. Ashling's with us yeah, as well. Ashling. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and I think that's I think what she says about picking something like that is amazing and um and and fair dues yeah. because you are your own person. You're not, you know, and you meet these strangers who you're supposed to all of a sudden have, have everything in common with, which of course you don't. And then if you have new children and all that brings along. And I see it a lot in, in young couples. You know, I do. I, I would see it where where uh, couples are struggling because, and I think especially, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I think Irish sons find it very difficult to, kind of um maybe try to resolve the the issues mm. with the, the like you know the I Irish wanted to sons. ask you that Darianne just from you know, when you outlined your own experience was your son aware that you felt like this yeah but he um oh, oh it, with my daughter yeah was he aware of the relationship yeah yeah he oh yeah he was yeah, yeah. but it was very hard for him and I could see where he couldn't interfere or say anything and um but yes in my own situation with my own ex-husband um he just ignored everything and he used to you know we'd go up to visit and he'd just fly off somewhere and leave me in the situation where I had to listen to all this stuff and it really did it really had a horrible effect on me and I'm looking back now and you know healed a lot of different issues in my life and um Certainly, I was the one at the end of the day when that poor mother-in-law was dying. I happened to have to drop my daughter to the hospital. And um, so I ended up the one that said, for God's sake, will you call a priest? Because I knew how Catholic she was. And, you know, so stuff like that. I would have healed. Um, I don't mm. like holding grudges because it only damages me. I know, I know. And, but back then when you're so vulnerable and young, like in your 20s, I hadn't a clue. And I didn't have a mother myself at that stage. I probably told you that before, but she died when I was 15. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so so it was, it was, you all of a sudden have this one person who was kind of taking over your life. And I was very much a free spirit and it just didn't work. But I do admire what Ashton's saying and yeah. I think that is great advice for people. We've another caller as well. Jess is uh, is joining us too. Um, Jess, what's your experience like with your in-laws? Um, I've inherited a whole other family. So I, I guess I'm I'm very fortunate in that I have a wonderful relationship with my mother-in-law. Okay, so you've inherited a whole other family in a positive way. Very much Yeah, so. okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my husband and I moved back to Ireland in about, well, it'll be seven years ago today, this week, later this week. Um, and we ended up living with them. <laughs> so my mother-in-law, father-in-law, sister-in-law and brother-in-law for about two, two and a half years or so. So I was really thrown straight into kind of the fire. Yeah. And I'm an only child. But so the dynamic of moving into a full and busy house and a family that has all their nuances and quirks and everything was a bit bit of an experience but I mean my my mother-in-law is wonderful you know we go out for, out for lunch fairly regularly and she has bought dresses for me to wear to uh, like wedding outfits to like four or five different weddings yeah. <laughs> she'll frequently come over with something and be like hey I thought you'd like this um 
yeah, we have we've got a great relationship. But that's great, and it's yeah. it's amazing how different um, the dynamics can be. You know, from from family to family. Uh, life coach Mark Fennell is uh, is joining us as well. Mark, I know you were listening there to to Ashling and and Darianne and Jess, um, but like it can be very tr- tricky at times to navigate these family relationships. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on as always. Great show. Um, look, it is. And whenever I mention, you know, where I, Instagram and otherwise, I always get flooded with people with, and just like, you know, you've had different callers, positive stories, but more often, sadly, negative stories about in-laws and intrusion and stuff like that. I think a big part of it is expectations, you know, and sometimes expectations that can't be met. You have a mother-in-law that expects you know, her son's new wife to be a certain standard and reach certain things and do certain things. And the the new wife is kind of thronged into this new role, this new position, like a new job. And the pressure of not only doing a good job or, you know, showing up, but you have the pressure of an onlooker, of someone who's, you know, mothered this <laughs> this husband for, you know, 20, 30 years. So the expectation is, is a lot of the problem where there's no one's going to be good enough for my son and she's never going to look after him like I could have or I can and when it comes to child rearing, when it comes to cooked meals, and it comes to all of those other things, you know, there's expectations. But you've also then have different generation because you know a mother from the 50s might have a very different outlook than a mother, you know, in in 2022. And so you've got that crossover as well. And sometimes I've seen it where you know you've got a the dad who's a stay-at-home dad and the wife is out at work, and the mother-in-law can't cope with that and blames you know the new daughter-in-law for that. So expectations is a big thing okay. and also generational issues yeah. can be a massive one as well. I don't know if you heard Ashling at the start. Ashling, I mean, the, the, one of the points that you made in, if you want to say, in an effort to try and, you know, find common ground um, with your mother-in-law, like Ashling sort of went out and actually just, what I suppose if you want to say, found a hobby really that, that you could both, something you could both share and do and have in common together. Um, and one of the things that I will share with people is even if you can't find a common ground, like, you know, I know in Ashley it was art or, you know, going for uh, the sea swims or if you can't find something in common, the one thing you do have in common that is kind of obvious but we miss is the fact that you've both been new wives at one point in your life. You're now the new wife, but also your mother-in-law was a new wife at one mm. time. And that common ground can open up a conversation on that level because we sometimes fall into roles we often have a habit of being put into boxes. I'm the daughter-in-law, that's the mother-in-law. So it's like a daughter-mother kind of thing. But try and say, well, no, we're both, we've both been new wives at one point. And try and start, generate cam- conversations around that piece. Yeah. You know, well, you, and, and that sometimes can put you on the same level. Yeah. Anyway. You made that point though, Ashling, like that now you both have a really good, a really healthy relationship. We do, yeah. Like, uh, she is one of my, we're actually really good friends and we're always back and forth on WhatsApp and, you know, we, we, we just came back from a two and a half week holiday in Italy in the summer as well. So we're, we, we try and just, um, I would consider her one of my great friends that if anything happens, I ring her and text her as much as I would my own mother. Um, so, and sometimes she's even a better sounding board or a better Listener, maybe when my own mother yeah. is driving me crazy, <laughs> but it's, it's it's like as they do. This is families, but yeah, it really can it really can change around, and it's just we get on really great and yeah. we have a great time. So that's that's the most important thing for me. Uh, yeah, it, it was interesting, Darianne, when you were explaining your situation when you know you travel to mm-hmm. the states or um and, and meet up or tra- yeah. travel abroad and meet up with your your son and daughter in law. Um, is it? 
is it hard to is it hard to kind of just sometimes sit back and not say anything? Oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because um, um, I suppose what has happened on a few occasions, things that that happened would have really hurt my feelings, and I, it's very hard to, especially when you're away from here, from home here, <clears throat> which is my home. Um, you you're in a different country and the part of America they're in it's very hard people don't talk it's it's very different than here and um so I was left battling a lot of the time with my own <clears throat> heart feelings and finding that I'd ring friend back in Ireland to talk it out so that I wouldn't explode mm. and say anything just you know? I know the sound and board. Uh, Mark, I have an email in here from another listener who says it's a very reflective talking point for, for me and my family. I find it very hard to develop a close relationship with my mum-in-law as she has a strong relationship with my husband's ex. They meet up regularly, they have coffee, they go for walks. My husband and his ex share a child and I had to understand that she might want to maintain a relationship. However, her son, my now husband and our family have been put through a very difficult time and it really upsets me to see this relationship. I feel it's extremely unloyal as it's clear that my mother-in-law spends more time with my husband's ex than her son and our grandkids. Until that relationship is there, we unfortunately will never be any closer. What advice have you Mark for that listener? Yeah, I mean that's and, and you know we see more of this as time goes on. I mean it, when it comes to families and, and children involved, that's her grandchild and so she sees you know the, the mother-in-law, that's her grandchild and she probably keeps the relationship going for that reason to keep so that she sees the child, et cetera, et cetera. But I completely understand because there's a sense of loyalty in saying, well, look, it is a disloyalty to me because you're keeping his ex, who he, should we say, for want of a better phrase, rejected out of his life uh, for whatever reason, but you're keeping her in our lives. Now, I know she's the mother of the child, so you have that crossover dynamic. My advice would be this, is that once you and your partner, your husband, establish the boundaries there that work for you and your family, you can't really control or influence what the mother-in-law does but you do have to set a boundary for you and your family so for her and her husband setting the boundary against the ex so to speak in a way and I mean that in a healthy way that's the only okay. thing you can you can do and make peace with that because if you try and step over the barrier and say listen we don't want you talking to her or whatever else the only person it is a conversation that I think needs to happen but it would be the son needs to have that conversation with okay. the mother and say look this is how it feels. It's a reminding of a, an old wound or an old relationship that didn't work. I understand there's a grandchild involved, but the coffees and stuff like that, that hurts us because you're spending more time there than here. And it almost is like you're choosing her over my now wife. So definitely the have a can only conversation. Yeah, okay. Life coach Mark Fennell, Derianne, Ashling, and Jess, listen, thanks a million for getting in touch with us here on the programme today. Lunchtime live at Newstalk.com. That's the email address if you want to share your own experience with us. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.